You're listening to The God Sense Show. I'm your host, Kalia the Queen. God Sense is about thinking, acting, and living on a higher frequency and moving beyond social norms and restrictions to live as our creator intended, free, peaceful, and purposeful. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me for this episode. And um, I have to get into the whole coronavirus craze and what I think we should be focusing on. Um, So let's just start with everything that's been happening, how quickly this virus has spread or the strain of the virus has spread from China to basically all around the world. Um, One... I'm going to just put my theory in here. I, I I feel that this was, is an act to let China know that your economy has become too powerful and other people who are wealthy and powerful aren't appreciating that. And um, probably don't like the fact that um, Wealth is growing so fast over there. So that was just an act to show we like we can just demolish you in a moment and spread fear and spread uncertainty all around the world. And all of that was aided by social media, aided by technology, aided by our cell phones, because we all have a, a cell phone. And I'm pretty sure we have lots of apps and news apps that gives us information on what's happening instantly. And um, in this situation, I think that has definitely been done more harm than good with um, spreading all this news of coronavirus and every case that comes up, it's it's being televised, it's being shown. Um, I personally don't watch the news. I have one news app on my phone, which is where I get my news from. So I look at that. Because there's also an overdose of information that is happening and people are panicking because of this. Now, the coronavirus, from my understanding, is really, and in, in its simplest form, is a, another form of, like a, another form of the flu, basically. And FYI, thousands and thousands of people die every single year, every single year from the flu, just from the regular flu. And this amount of information and fear mongering does not happen. And I call it fear mongering because the way that um, the government is responding and cities are responding when shutting down places and shutting down businesses and closing schools and closing work and having people work from home, to me, it's it's scary what happens at the power of suggestion. Now, we've heard a lot about people contracting corona, the coronavirus, but there hasn't been much said about people actually dying. And when I say actually dying from it, um, the news comes out like this person 
was in like contact with coronavirus, but there are a majority of situations that could happen that would make someone pass away. And it might be that and that might not even be corona related. And if it is corona related, it could be that someone had a pre-existing condition which enabled them to be more susceptible to this virus. So I just want to say like we all should not be panicking because panicking does not help any any doesn't help the situation and it also stops us from thinking rationally about what to do in this in this case. Now um I'm looking at this and I'm really just very suspicious about all of it. And I think about why and how has this information and this level of fear spread so quickly? Again, when I, as I said before, it's due to social media and everyone having a smartphone and how quickly information is shared and spread and all the resources people have to get news and get information. And then reach their own conclusions. And if, if there is a thing about death, everybody starts panicking. Not thinking, why is someone dying? What about the virus is killing people? And again, a lot of people who passed away, they have pre-existing conditions like respiratory illnesses, um, elderly people who, again, you're older, so your ability to recover isn't as quick. So it's not like the mass, the vast majority of people are just dropping dead. Like that's not the case. And again, thousands of people die of the flu every single year. And this level of fear and panic that's being perpetuated by the news does not happen. So um, I also like to think about the fact of where it's coming from. Where is all this information coming from in terms of pushing it forward. So one, we know that news, the news is repeating a lot of information and sending out updates on a regular, regular basis. Now I'm thinking, why would the news be repeating this information like this? For what? Now, only a small portion of people own basically all of news and social media. And we all can pretty much name who owns these, these um, organizations and resources. And I, I look at it also as this European mindset because when you know, they came from caves, as their books will tell, um, lots of, they were lacking resources. So they came from a place of scarcity. And that is how they have operated in their history, in their governments, um, in legislation, using scarcity and fear. And the fear, like scarcity is always a thing that is knocking at the door. Scarcity is should be worried about. You don't have enough and you always need more. And that is such a major part of American culture. 
you always need more. If you if you get a job promotion, you're going to get more money. So you have to like live a bigger lifestyle according if you go again living according to what society says and what these advertisements are showing you you need a luxury car then if you're making a certain amount of money um let's talk about um social contract now so social contract goes back to uh, a few european philosophers um Hobbes, Locke, and Rousseau. And their ideas were basically that if people were, if people are to exist in a society, they need to be compliant. And that compliance means you have to give up some rights to be protected by government. So government's going to look out for you, but you're going to agree to give up some rights and obey what government tells you to do. That's just like it in a nutshell social contract. And by living in society, living in in a particular society, you agree to those either spoken or unspoken norms and rules. And in terms of the United States, those, some of those norms and rules comes about in the, the Declaration of Independence and the United States Constitution. But of course, citizens don't sign the Constitution. It just is the law of the land. And um, when I also want to talk about social constructs and just these ideas of in a society, what are the norms and what what tells us like what happens in, 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 in like everyday life. So, for example, money is a social construct. There is an existing rule in society that tells us that we need money. No one is born saying, hey, I need a bunch of money. You come, you come into society and you learn that that is a tool to acquire food, shelter, clothing, and a variety of resources. Now, with, again, this whole situation going on, I'm looking at the social construct for influence. Who are influencers? And when I say influencers, who are really decision makers in terms of what happens? And for me, I look at news outlets as a major part and social media, again, because now a lot of people go to social media to get their first piece of information, and then they look to the news channels or news stations or online sites to corroborate what social media is saying. And sometimes it comes from social media first. Now, the con- construct of what is reasonable, that varies. Because it seems that people get information, but they don't question where is this coming from. I need more details. It's like, oh my gosh, we get this information and you're inundated with information every day. Um, this city decides to close down schools. This city is setting a um, a limit on gatherings. Um, this city is doing that. This city is doing this. This amount of people have, been, um, have con- contracted the virus. But it's like... But are people dying in droves, though? 
unless people are dropping dead, I'm not, I'm not really panicked about it. And just be careful of fear mongering. Because this is driving people to buy things in bulk. Um, stores and online have ran out of disinfectant products. And I'm just thinking, like, what's this all about? Like, what is the end game here? Where's this going? What's the result going to be? And I, I, there was a, an update on, um, I believe it was from the Times that said that the Federal Reserve has decided to slash inter- interest rates to zero um, and buy the government debt or something like that. And I was thinking, huh? So just like that, the Federal Reserve is going to slash interest rates? Um, companies, or at least some companies, have decided, you know what, we're going to give people a break um, for March and April on some bills and forgive a month or two if people are having a difficulty. But then I'm thinking, again, social construct of um, this idea of bills and, and, and like what money needs to go toward. It's all these, like it's a bunch of systems that have been put in place to keep society underfoot to keep people in control, to keep people in chat, in check. Again, when we go back to that idea of the social contract, what better way to ensure people stay in line with the oftentimes unwritten rules of society than to instill fear? Fear is a great tool because it's not rational. It doesn't have to be rational. It could just be like one little part and people don't question it. If it, if it gets people stirred up, look at what's happening in your life around you. You see grocery stores clearing out, um, these wholesale stores clearing out, online stores clearing out of certain products, just at the suggestion of, this virus is out there. Again, keep in mind, it's not like, at least in America, people are dropping dead left and right from this virus. That is not the case. People are just contracting it. And again, it's it's like it's similar to a flu where you are basically out for two weeks. And that's it. But again, my my curiosity is why this and why at this time and why this big push? And I think a part of it has to do with kind of testing some resources that or some technologies that have been put into place. So testing the capacity of social media to spread a piece of information and for people to react to it and how quickly they react and how quickly um, people will um, give up rights and listen to what government is telling them to do. Are you are people willing to follow the social contract? Are they being compliant? And again, we're going to use that fear to make them compliant. We're not going to give them an option. 
And I was also thinking about just the idea of um, getting people to be compliant. And say, for example, taxes. Um, what's the saying? Like nothing is certain in life, but death and taxes. And again, a lot of these rules that we have, they were created by these existing systems and people just follow them without questioning why are we doing this? So um, if we say taxes now, tax is like a thing you have to pay taxes. But what would happen if the the masses of society, the people who have to pay the most taxes say, you know what, fuck this. We're not paying taxes. All we're, all we're going to pay is $100, period. Have the super wealthy make up the difference because we're not taking anything else. What's the government going to do? Imprison everybody? I highly doubt it. So a part of um, social contract theory that, um, that um, John Locke proposed was if people give up their rights to be protected by the government um, and the government doesn't follow through on protecting people's rights, people have the right to rebel and overthrow the government and create a new form of government. Now, it seems to me that a lot of us have forgotten that piece that there is power in the mass. There is power, potential power. If I remember my, my junior high school science right, potential power is stored and unused. And that's what in the, that's in the masses. So whenever people just follow along with something, but they don't stop and say, you know what, this is not happening. We're not doing this these rules continue, like social construct is created. So whenever the idea came in to say, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna tax people. And if people like allow little bits of rights to be taken until like a whole thing has been changed and a whole law has been created around it, um, people just comply and they don't say, wait a minute, no, this is not happening. If there were more instances of the masses of people stand up and saying, no, these rights do not support us and we are not complying. What's the worst that can happen? So if there is a imprisonment, but I'm like, I'm thinking if thousands and thousands of people or hundreds, hundreds and thousands of people decide we are not going to do that. And it takes hold and it spreads throughout society. If you think about an idea, like if you think about, um, again, let's keep with taxes. If an idea like taxes and, and people say, you know what, we're not going to pay all these taxes. This is like ridiculous. You take half of my, like more than half of my paycheck and I have even less to, to do what life demands of me. So I'm not going to pay that anymore. I'm only going to pay $100, period. And if everyone says, you know what? Yes, we are only going to, we as a collective society are only going to pay a hundred dollars. The rules will then have to change based on social contract, because if society is saying these rules no longer benefit us as a mass, they need to change, then it, it has to change. And um, I think a few things are also happening. So America is always 
touted as a democracy, which it is not. America, America is a republic. We have we elect representatives to represent us in Congress. They do not go to each citizen and say, hey, what are your thoughts on this particular thing? They make decisions based on how they believe their constituency feels and like the things that they want. Is that always the case? No, not necessarily. And also, you don't necessarily know everything your politician's doing and who they're advocating for. And I'm not even going to get into special interest groups, but there are are plenty of things happening in government that even if you elect someone, you don't see. So America is really a republic, not a democracy. And I also believe that there is an oligarchy in place here um, that works in conjunction with the republic and an oligarchy, just to refresh some memories, is like a small group of extremely wealthy and influential people. And they have the ability, again, with their wealth and influence, have the ability to take politicians' ears and, and create policies that benefits them, their companies, their families, whatever it is. If you think about um, how companies, most most um, high-paying, high-earning companies don't pay taxes. And if you think about it, it's like, how did that happen? Clearly, they are involved with politics to get these politicians to create laws that, that um, cover them and benefit them. But again, these don't apply to the masses. So... I say that to say, whenever you see something like, again, mass hysteria, mass fear being pushed forward through media, through um, social media, through your smartphones and smart devices, and like it keeps on repeating, it keeps on repeating, but you're not seeing the results live in your world and they're not really explaining things clearly, I want a full explanation. Oh, People, oh, X amount of people died. They, how did they die? Of what? What were the causes? What were the reasons? And also, like, use your common sense. Use your common sense. Don't get caught up in the hysteria. Um, yeah, people should have been washing their hands anyway. Like, I don't know why that's, like, breaking news that you should be washing your hands and not be touching your face and cover your mouth with the crux of your um, arm instead of coughing into your hands. But like a lot of people are nasty, but I guess apparently people need to be told that. But um, a lot of these ideas that, again, that perpetuate, if, if you see that you're becoming afraid of people around, you're becoming fearful, question the fear. Like, why am I so afraid? And what has happened that caused this fear? Just a few months ago, this wasn't like at this level now where whole cities are shutting down. I'm in, I'm in New York and um, the streets are kind of empty. The subways are kind of slim and empty as well. And just this massive hysteria of like, how look how easily people can be influenced to act based on a thought and a word and a suggestion. And just be mindful of 
how you're influenced and and see the influence happening. Don't just fall for it. You have the power to change rules and change society. And um, the the mass the mass of people, that's where power is. Again, there's lots of potential power that's not realized. And that needs to be utilized more frequently. But when I say potential power, I meant potential energy. Energy that's sitting unused until it gets into motion, then it becomes kinetic energy. So we need to figure out as a society, as a mass of people, how can we move our potential energy and make it kinetic to change these social contracts, to, 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 I'm sorry, to change these social constructs. Because again, if you think about life, a lot of these, um, a lot of the challenges have to do with money or not have enough money. Like again, limited resources, like these, again, these European um, ideals of scarcity. And when you put a cap on scarcity and you make things seem scarce and you, you put this fear in the air, people act stupid and act crazy. Don't fall for the hysteria. Maintain your sanity. Maintain your sanity. I'm not saying not to get food and stuff in your house. I'm not saying that. But the 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 rate at which, you know, again, things are just shutting down and people are responding at such a mass level, it makes me nervous to see what else needs to happen that people would re- respond immediately to it. Now, I think about um, September 11th when that happened and it was this whole fear of Al-Qaeda and, and people from the Middle East. And there was a lot of like anti-Muslim sentiments, anti-Arab um, sentiments, like anyone that looked like they were that from that part of the world. It was a lot of racism and negativity toward them. And again, people who I hope would be of would be rational thinkers stopped thinking rationally and went with fear. They chose fear and and decided not to think rationally. Like, does this make sense? Is every single person that's Middle Eastern a terrorist? No. Is every single person a carrier of coronavirus? No. So please don't broad stroke this virus to everything in your life and make it dominate your world and life. Be intentional with the information you allow into your ears, your eyes, your homes, to your families and your children, because it can again get drastic and people make bad decisions when it's based on fear. Fear and panic do not result in good decision-making. I've never seen fear, panic, and stress result from, um, um, good decisions come from those, those elements of fear, panic, and stress. Art imitates life. And my friend was telling me about the movie, The Purge. And apparently I've never seen it. I'm not one for scary movies. Um, apparently it's about this one day where all the wealthy people gather and they allow like mass killings. So they, I'm pretty sure they put something of fear in the air. 
or in society that makes people feel like they need to take out somebody else to ensure their survival. Again, this, this, um, this, um, scarcity mentality, like something, if a resource is limited, I need to make sure I have it before somebody else takes it. And again, that is not necessarily the case. Because a lot of these companies who manufacture and stuff, unless there is a natural natural disaster and there is like a physical shortage of something, there's never really a shortage, especially when it's man-made um, things. And this whole idea of supply and demand, I think that's complete bull- like That's bullshit as well. Because again, as a manufacturer, you choose how much, like what, what quantity to manufacture and the idea of um what is it when supply is low demand gets high if you cared to meet the demand you'll just manufacture more as a manufacturer you wouldn't just like cut back and it's also the same thing with diamonds um a lot lot of the diamond industry makes it seem like diamonds are super rare and they're not easy to find Um, Diamonds are actually quite plentiful. And again, going back to the African-European differences, Africa has been historically and still is a continent of extreme abundance. That's why Europeans have have been going there, stealing, ravaging from the land for centuries and still are doing that. Now, um, a lot of Chinese companies and Chinese people are in Africa trying to get their hands into this golden pot that is the continent of Africa. But at the same time, Africa is always talked about so negatively um, from the American perspective. I can only say American because I've only been in America to see what, um, how it's portrayed in media and like on shows. And um, you always see these commercials for children needing help and people in crisis. But I'm like, who the hell's creating all this crisis in Africa? It's not organic. People are not naturally in crisis in Africa. These are, again, European constructs have been created to diminish or devalue a people in a society. So I would like, again, like everyone to be mindful of what you allow into your head and note everything in your life. Note what your challenges are and what are the barriers? Are the barriers, oh, if I had more money, if I lived in another neighborhood, if I had something that I didn't have, the barriers is typically something that's scarce, something that you're limited and lacking and you need, right? And if you have those barriers like what 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 is blocking you from getting to that place is it you need a better paying job to get there the point is no matter what it is it'll always be something blocking your entry the only way to move forward from that is to change the rules and unless again we as a society come together and say hold up a lot of these rules and constructs have not been beneficial at all. And these need to change right away. And this is how we're going to do it. So am I saying start a revolution tomorrow? Hey, if you can. 
But I'm just saying be mindful and think about history. Um, one of my favorite subjects in school was always history because you learn about the past and you, you learn how things are the way they are today. And um, you think, of, you know, American America became a country after the colonists felt like felt that the um, Britain was uh, was abusing their power and um, invading um, their land in this new space that they escaped England from. They escaped from being persecuted. They escaped because they didn't want to deal with like. Um, the oppression that they face in England. And a lot of times that was also during the Inquisition. So they wanted to get out of there. But they decided, you know what? Britain is still doing a lot of things that we don't like. So we need to get together and we need to rebel. We need to start a revolution. So what happened? The American Revolution happened and um, America fought for independence from Britain and became its own country. France fought for for its independence, and that was a very bloody and um, graphic war and fight for independence because, again, it was so many wealthy people. Well, not so many, but a small number of wealthy people had all this power, and the peasants and poor people were so so disenfranchised. They thought, this is not fair. But the irony of it all is those people who left, who fought for independence in France and who who left England to get some level of freedom in, in, in the new colony, what eventually became America, they instituted the same rules of oppression that they were, that they face at um, the hands of monarchy onto other people. When you think about the um, American Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, America, the colonists and the founding fathers created this idea of like we're fighting for independence and freedom and and um, liberty and the the right to own property if you're a male. And all this bullshit while they had enslaved people. They enslaved people from Africa. So, again, this idea of social construct and cognitive dissidence, be mindful of what you allow into your head and what you allow to what you allow yourself to be influenced by. Because something small can grow and become very massive and become a very big problem. And if you want to think about it, again, in terms of, I like, I'm going to use, I'm going to say I like slavery, but I'm going to use um, slavery because that was an over 400 years um, systematic institution that was horrific, 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 horrific. And in a country that, started it like that was founded on freedom and independence and at the same exact time they were the perpetrators of the worst crime in human history so again when it comes to the whole coronavirus all this fear-mongering and this idea of everything is scarce be mindful of where your thoughts go 
And um, are you thinking that now you have to be fearful of people from China? Are you thinking negative thoughts about that because of what you're seeing on the news and the effects of that? And um, don't allow your mind to be taken from you. Be in control of it. Be in control of it. And be intentional and do your own research. And don't let fear and panic guide your decision making. So I think I've talked enough. (laughs) I've said enough. Um, I hope you have gotten some helpful things from this or some things you feel that are informative and um, interesting at the very least and will, you know, give you some things to chew on and think about. But um, keep your heads. Remember, everything that you see around you was created and and things that are created can be destroyed as well. And you have the power to decide which way it goes. So with that, I'm going to leave you. Stay blessed and free your minds. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Kaylee the Queen, and this is The God Sense Show. Take care of yourselves.